Welcome to the Business Leadership Series, where we engage with leaders who are making an impact on their worlds and who want to share their knowledge and experience for your personal and professional growth. The following interview is designed to inspire you to become the best leader you can be. Your host, Derek Champagne, is the founder and CEO of The Artist Evolution, a full-service agency building successful brands, marketing tools, and campaigns, and also the author of the best-selling book, Don't Buy a Duck. And now, let's begin today's Leadership Series interview. Welcome to the Business Leadership Series, where our goal is to inspire you to become the best leader that you can be. I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, EcoVet Furniture, uh, made in the USA, which is really cool. Actually made right here in Northwest Arkansas, but deliver across the country. And if you are looking for one-of-a-kind furniture, that makes a statement. Uh, in our conference room, we have a, a, a conference table that was deconstructed from an 18-wheeler. So the steel truss is the base of the table. It's repurposed wood from the from the trailer. And it just it's a really bold piece that's nice. It's made by by veterans. So uh, repurposed wood made by veterans made in the USA. Uh, they're on samsclub.com as well, but you can contact them at ecovetfurniture.com uh, for some of their unique pieces that they have too. So uh, our guest today, George Maloof, the one and only, is actually in the studio. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. It's great, great to be here. Yeah, I saw that desk. Um, pretty incredible. It's, it's really pretty cool. Incredible. Hey, we're, we are excited to have you today. You've done some really cool things, and I'll let you share some of them. Uh, your name is well known to a lot of people out there. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, uh, I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where I grew up. Um, ended up going to college in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and spent a lot of time there. Um, when I graduated, actually when I was a small boy, um, I got really interested in casinos Living in Albuquerque, my father and my mother would visit Las Vegas, and I'd come with them. And I just loved the nightlife and um, thought someday I could own a casino in Las Vegas. Um, so that was kind of my goal. And uh, my dad died at a young age when, when, I, when I was uh, 16, um, so I was still in high school. And then I got out of high school and went to school at UNLV and kind of uh, hung out in casinos at that time. Um, even though I wasn't 21, don't tell anybody. And um, nobody will hear this. We're okay. Nobody will hear this. Um, kind of learned how to play the games and understand the games. Same time I was playing football, I was going to school, and um, told my brothers when I got out of school, you know, let's invest some money in a piece of land in North Las Vegas, which is just north of Las Vegas, um, to, to build a locals casino. And uh, we put our money together, borrowed a bunch of money. Um, finally got our financing and built what is now called the Fiesta 26 years ago. Wow. And um, so we opened that. Um, and then as time progressed, we, we had another casino in Colorado. And then we opened the Palms up 15 years ago. Hmm. And the Palms is just right off the strip on Flamingo Road. Um, and when we opened up, uh, right after September 11th, we hired about 800 people that had gotten laid off because of September 11th, Vegas got hit really hard. Yeah. Um, and so we hired about 800 of those, total of 2,000 employees. And, um, you know, we didn't, a lot of people didn't give us a chance. And we just, we just built the right things for the market. Um, and the hotel just took off. And uh, we were the first property to ever use television to promote a casino. Yeah. It was usually taboo not to have 
casinos in, or excuse me, television and casinos. Okay. So we brought on um, the real world. Yeah. We were going to do a episode. I found out they were looking at Las Vegas. I called the producers, brought them in right before we finished the construction of the hotel. And they were uh, perfect. And, you know, they showed us. And this was back when the real world was real popular. Yeah, right. So they did Real World Las Vegas from my casino at the Palms. And you were on it. I, I I remember back in the day. That was that was. Yeah, I was on a couple yeah. times. I tried to stay off of it, and we had two rules: um, no drugs, and everybody had to be over twenty-one. Yeah. So do whatever you want. I didn't, you know, I wasn't there every day, you know, trying to um, um, uh, manage the, the, the uh, produce it or anything. And you and have, even have the Real World Suite. We still which have is the Real ridiculous. World Suite. Ridiculous. Give us a couple highlights of that. Well, it's a great suite. It's the actual suite that the seven kids lived in during the Real World. At that time, which was uh, you know 15 years ago, um, it's 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 exactly to the you know uh, to the to the shade. Everything you know, we added TVs, but it's about the only thing. But the request that we get for that suite is incredible. And um, you guys, have you guys seen that suite? I feel like it was an infinity pool. Yeah. Uh, well, the infinity pool. That's a, that was a whole separate add-on that we okay. did. Um, but the real world suite just had so much, um, nostalgia character because that's where they lived. So at that time, a lot of people that were watching the real world were celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio, Britney Spears. Um, I can name a a lot more and they loved that suite. So when they would come in town, they would stay in the suite. So we kind of got a lot of publicity, not only about the suite, but about the people that were staying in the suite. Okay. So we were the first casino that really let the cameras in the casino. And from there, you know, people thought, you know, instead of spending millions of dollars on advertising, this kid is spending nothing and he's getting all this publicity because these celebrities are coming into the hotel. And uh, that's kind of that kind of fueled the brand and helped us, um, you know, create a create a great place. You did. That's that's awesome. You did some. Uh, something I read about you about your, that your customer service. You had your personal, you had your cell number, and it was twenty four hour a day access. Well, what I did when we when we had uh, the first after we'd hired all of the employees, we had about two thousand, and we had three sets of meetings with the employees, about seventy, you know, whatever two thousand divided by three is. And I would speak, and at the end of my speech, um, I'd say, "Okay, if you have an issue, you can come to me." I'd appreciate if you go through your supervisor, go through the chain of command, which I believe in. But if there's a problem, here's my cell number. Mm-hmm. And I'd give the cell number to all my employees. <clears throat> they didn't abuse it over time. I mean, I'd get some calls, you right. know, when they weren't tr- being treated fairly. Um, so it was very accessible. And I did the same thing with my guests. If they had a problem and I was on the floor, you know, and couldn't resolve it or if they, they knew they could get my cell number. And I'd call it and they could call it any time, 24 hours a day. You know, we're open 24-7. Awesome. And um, I would take care of the problem. And, you know, most of it is people just want to hear you. They want to listen. <clears throat> they want you to listen. That's about 99% of complaints. You know, you handle them by just listening and not talking. Right. Let them get through it and let them vent. Um, and then you can usually fix it. 
unless they're unless they're drunk. <laughs> if they're drunk, it's a whole different thing. Then you kind of got to go. Okay, okay. Right. You listen, you listen, and then the next morning they call you and they usually apologize. <laughs> so, uh, so you probably got a few late night calls. Yeah, a few late. <laughs> if it was past, you know, they usually say nothing happens good at past twelve. In Vegas, it's past two. Okay, we, we're open all night. So <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sure. I'm sure you've got some stories that we we won't even ask so you to get many. into. I, so I, many. I can't even imagine. Uh, I know so you. Many. I know you catered to so many celebrities, and it was a that's that was and is a, a very popular place. Hey, you you kind of you kind of brushed over playing football, right? But you played for UNLV, didn't you? Played for UNLV, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah played in the um, late uh, mid '80s, mid '80s. Um, Randall Cunningham. We had some good players on our team. Um, I played with Suge Knight. Suge Knight was my <laughs> locker mate, That's believe crazy. it or not. Yeah, <laughs> and he was a great player. Um, he went on to 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 uh, he and Dr. Dre formed Death Row Records. Um, but he was my locker mate in college, and uh, we became friends and um, stayed in touch. You know, throughout the years, he's he's in a little little trouble now. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, but, it, you know, I played football there. It was a great experience. Uh, it was a little different playing in Las Vegas, um, but uh, great experience. Wow. So you guys, you, you've got an iconic family. Right. Your uh, your sister's on a show or was yeah, on a show as well. Yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. She called me about eight years ago out of the, out of the blue. And she usually – she lives in L.A. Excuse me. She lives in L.A. She has three children. Gives me a call and said, I'm going to be on the Beverly Hills Housewives. <laughs> and I said, are you crazy? She says, no, I want to be on that show. And I think at the time there was only one other show. I think it was New York or something. Okay. And, and so I go, let me watch the show because I had okay. never watched it before. So I watched it, <laughs> called her up. I said, absolutely not. Yeah, right. <laughs> she goes, absolutely. Yeah. So obviously she's the boss. I said, okay. <laughs> So she was on three years. Uh, yeah. It was, a, it was a good experience for her. I didn't really watch too many episodes. I couldn't watch them. Um, yeah. But it was, it was, you know, she enjoyed it. Um, and Andy Cohen, who's a producer, one of the producers, was, was great. And uh, three years was enough for her. They wanted her to stay a lot longer, but uh, that was enough. And, um, you know, she goes on, on every now and then as a guest. Okay. So um, you'll see Adrian every now and then. But, um, so your family has been a spotlight a lot. You you've been you, you cater a lot of celebrities. You've just had a lot going on. Um, tell me, how do you how do you stay grounded? How do you stay focused? And we're going to talk about your product in a few minutes. But okay, you, you're you're killing it with this with what you're doing. This right. line of product you have, it. and you're very focused on it. And I mean, you're you're here working right now. Right. And tell me, how what gives you your focus with all the things of your background and your past and all the success that you've had? How do you stay focused and do so well with the kind of product you have now? Well, you know, we've been in all kinds of businesses. We've been in professional sports. We own the yeah. Sacramento Kings yeah. for uh, almost 19 years. Um, we find businesses that we like and we throw our passion into it and that's it, you know? So if you like something, you're going to work hard at it. And if you can apply general stuff that works for your business, for any business, you know, like taking care of your customer, you know, simple things, keeping, you know, like just tell the, tell the, uh, the, our employees of the hotel, keep the property clean, smile a lot, um, yeah. just simple things. And, and, and that, that transforms into different businesses as long as you have a good product. Right. And, uh, as long as you care and 
So this never hung over product, um, never too hung over product is an extension of things that we've done in the past from a service perspective. And, um, you know, we're real proud of it. And well, let's talk more about that. Like, you're, you're here. And again, our listeners are in other places as well, but you're here in Northwest Arkansas. We're, okay. we're headquarters of Sam's club and Walmart headquarters are both here in this area. And, uh, and so you're doing a distribution, you've got a distribution deal with Sam's club. Right, right. We're, they're giving us an opportunity to test the, the, the product in 50 stores across the country. Cool. Okay. So that's why we're here. Um, sold our, more than 2 million bottles while carrying out the leading, the, the leading hangover prevention category in the United States. Yeah. We've actually sold two and a half million bottles. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> we're in GNCs across the country. Okay. Vitamin shop. Um, we're only in five States right now. But those two counts are across the country, um, which gives us a lot of credibility. Yeah. The product does work. Uh, it keeps you from getting a hangover. It helps you recover from a hangover. Um, it's all natural. It has uh, some great um, um, vitamins, um, and it's just a good product. And it's real hot right now because people are looking for healthy alternatives to some of the you know different products that are out right. there now. Yeah. That, so so, so <clears throat> what, why this product? What do you love about this one? Well— I'll tell you, um, we like it because it works, number one. Number two, uh, my sister who I mentioned earlier, she'll just drink the product because of the vitamins. Um, yeah. As milk thistle, potassium, vitamin B, B uh, aloe vera. The milk thistle helps your kidneys and helps your liver. So when you drink, that's what messes up your, your liver. Okay. This helps come in and cleans your, cleanse your, your liver, the milk thistle, and, and it makes you feel refreshed the next day. I get a lot of people that tell me, you know, I drink it and I can get up the next day and go to work, you know, instead of before I was had a hard time going to work. Okay. So this, we have two different types of uh, flavors. One, it's called prevention, which you drink before you drink or while you drink. Okay. And that helps you wake up and feel good the next day. Um, it's the three and a half ounce uh, bottle. And then we have one called Boost that has double the caffeine and double the B12 so if you already have a hangover, this helps you recover from a hangover. Okay. <clears throat> so that product we just introduced about six months ago, and it's been on fire. Okay. So we have two products. Um, they have the same type of uh, of uh, ingredients. One has caffeine, and one has very, very little caffeine, if not any. And um, so, so GNC's nationwide, and then GNC's, fifty Sam's stores right, right now. now okay. Right now. So, um, so that's what we're doing here in, in Fayetteville, and. Uh, you know, we'll have a, f- a four-day show here and uh, sell as much product as we can. And yeah. hopefully, you know, um, we can work with Sam's Club in the future and doing as many stores as possible. So tell me, that, that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Really cool. I've got a few more questions for you. Tell me, wh- what was your journey to get to Sam's? It was a long journey, actually. Um, we started probably two years ago. Um, <clears throat> and then we met Clarissa Clark, who's actually lives here in Fayetteville. Okay. Um, who works on different products for Sam's Club, met her about a year ago and just started the process of, you know, working with Clarissa and, and, and testing different, you know, we tested uh, 20 stores in Dallas, Houston and Austin. Um, we're testing in Las Vegas. We've tested about 15 stores in California. Okay. Um, and so what they do is they put what's called a road show and they put, right. you know, you go mm-hmm. for four days and you just do the best you can. Right. And then it's up to them. It's not up to us. And, uh, hopefully we've impressed them and, you know, it's a new product and, and, um, it's something refreshing and, and, um, we think it's going to be uh, huge and um, very popular, and, and it works. At the end of the day, it works. Yeah, I like how strategic you're being with the test stores, and I'm sure that Sam's 
is yeah. a part of that. Oh, yeah. We interviewed uh, Karen Posada. She was on Shark Tank, and she actually got ripped up on Shark Tank. Uh, and she was in, it's called The Good Promise, uh, some, some natural products. She was in 400-something uh, Sam's wow. or 400-something Walmart stores wow. and was told she could pick where she wanted to go. And she said, well, let's go in 400. Wow. And she ended up, have, after a four-year journey, something like that, and a lot of money lost, finally ended up pulling back and scaling to, I think, 50 stores. Really? Wow. And so when we dug in with her in an interview was was the lesson she learned the opposite way of having too much too soon and wishing that she had done a better job testing. So testing I, I like is that. Where, it's where it's at because we've, you know, you know, you don't hit a home run at every store. Right. But we've come pretty close. So, um, but there's areas where, you know, maybe it doesn't work as well, but um, so far so good. And, you know, we'll, we'll listen and, and, you know, is that something you're testing with Sam? Do you guys work together on, the, on that? Yeah, we okay. work together. They'll get all of our numbers and they'll look at, you know, the stores that we were at and um, how many businesses from, you know, that actually buy the product and put it into their business versus just a retail customer that walks in and, and buys a 12 pack. So yeah. um, okay. it's very, we, we let, we, we like the way they do do it because it's, you know, it's, um, concentrated it's focused it's not just going 400 stores and see how you do um the price point is very important the number the packaging is important how many bottles you have in each package and uh now we get to test all that and um you know someday we'll be in the stores that we need to be in and um it'll it'll work yeah that's awesome congratulations again for this for the sam's deal got a few more questions for you i'd I'd love to talk to you about me i know you i read something about your early days and learning the value of hard work. Tell, yeah. tell me about tell me about about that early time for you. <laughs> it was <laughs> real early. I'll tell you that when tell, I was ten. T- t- I love hearing stories yeah. like that. That because that, that stays with you to today. Well, it does. You know, you remember things that you did um, when you're when you were young. Uh, my father had a Coors beer distributorship in New Mexico. Okay. So that's how I got started in working. And I would work every summer. I'd work during um, time off, Christmas vacation. Uh, Easter vacation, and um, we would work in what's called a repack room. So you take okay. all the bottles, and they're only bottles, and you put them into a case, and then you tape it up, and then you put it on the truck. Okay. And then sometimes you get – back then there really wasn't child labor laws, so we could go <laughs> in the liquor store and build displays. And, um, you know, I was there 6.30 in the morning to 6.30 at night. You Ten know, years old? Ten years old. I loved it. And, and it was just something that wasn't forced <laughs> on me. By my mom, I remember, um, and she didn't sleep much, but I remember waking her up and saying, can you take me to work? You know, here it is, 5.30 in the morning. She's going, this is summer, you know. But, um, in the summertime? Yeah, oh yeah, I worked all summer. And then, That's great. Um, and then that progressed. My father died when I was 16, yeah. and um, he, he had just built a, a hotel in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I just started working there. That's how I got my background with hotels, and uh, but never been afraid to work. Look forward to work, um, and with this type of, you know, being in the hospitality business as a service business, so you have to have a thick skin, yeah, because you get complaints, you know, and you can't take it personally. You have to fix the complaint, fix it. If there's something wrong, something's irritating somebody. If you have a guest that is irritated, you fix it, and you don't, you know, you do it now. So um, yeah. That's a lo- that's a lot of what's you know just a mentality that I've had is um, you know if something's broke fix it now um, if something works let that work and and spend your money on what works you know and if something doesn't work forget about it and move on because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you you try too hard on things that 
you know, don't make your money and focus on the things that do. So, I mean, you've obviously got a, a, an impressive resume. You're a very successful businessman. You pick the right products. Uh, one of the things that stands out the most to me again, though, is is how connected you are with the Palms, and, right. and how you put yourself. With, I mean, you you were the brand. At the well, Palms. you know, you had to be. You know, somebody yeah. had to be. It was kind of the old school. You know, there's still there's a few operators that you know Vegas went corporate at a certain point years ago where the big corporations came in and bought, right. you know, and there was a few guys that, that, that hung on like Steve Wynn, yeah. who's a brilliant human being and just does probably has done more for Las Vegas than anybody. Um, and there are a few others, Michael Gunn and Sheldon Adelson that, you know, kind of old school entrepreneurs that stay in the hotel, understand the gaming part of it. Yeah. They're there all the time. They're accessible 24 seven. Um, if there's a decision that needs to be made, you can make it. You know, you deal with thousands of thousands of employees, and there's always an issue with an employee. And um, the challenge is how you deal with it, because they're not always in a good mood when they go to work. Right. And um, you know, it's not fairyland. You know, it's, it's, you're dealing with people's lives and their children, and so um, you have to manage all that. And um, I'm, I kind of looked at myself as kind of being a concierge, like uh, like yeah. a, like you know, because. Uh, um, you know your customers ask for things, and you and you, you know you're always on call. And if you can't, if you don't have that in you, if you can't service people, then that's not the business for you. Um, yeah. But servicing people, it you know, takes um, you know you have to eat a little crow sometimes, and you know, but um, you can't be afraid to work, and can't be afraid to to help people when they need help, and to sell your product. You always have to sell your product. It's a constant thing. And, and part of that is, is giving good customer service. Yeah and, yeah. and and coming up with new products and new ideas and that's always very important yeah. as well. As successful as you've been, you've never lost that that servant concierge approach, which is really it's important to remember. I can. That's awesome. Too. That's great. And that's that's probably one of the things that keeps you so grounded too. That's that's amazing. Hey, tell Thank me you. you've done all these really cool things. You've got a I mean what's what are you most proud of that you've done? Uh, you know, probably, um, when we opened the palms, I have a lot of, a lot of things I'm proud of, but I think when we opened the palms, it was 60 days after September 11th, uh, the country was in a tailspin. Um, Vegas was in a, they laid off 40,000 employees out of, you know, like 20% of the workforce in Las Vegas got laid off. Okay. Or I don't know if it was 40, but it was close to that. And then we open up 60 days later and we kind of put, you know, it was kind of a refresh, refreshing thing for Las Vegas because we were able to hire a lot of people that got laid off, because we were hiring 2,000 people, because it was something new. And I think looking back at everything I've done, that was the biggest charge for me and being able to say, you know, I've provided 2,000 people with jobs and their family with jobs. And um, so that's probably it. Cool. That one. Is it with the, Again, with everything you've done, is there anything on your bucket list that you that you haven't tried or haven't done that is that you uh, have out there that you want to get to. I'm sure there's things that, you know, are out there that we want to do. And, you know, I work closely with my brothers and my family and, um, we're always looking at opportunities. Um, you know, that can, you gotta be careful. You know, you can kind of be your own shark tank because so many people you know, call you up and, and right. have ideas and yeah. it's hard to turn people down and it's hard to turn down ideas because you don't know if they're going to work or not and you never want to be left out right. but at the same time you know you want to focus on what you think is core business things that you know about things that you understand so that's kind of a challenge for us okay. at times um, 
to stay focused on what we know and um but um we're always looking for for opportunities and uh you know we don't have to work but we enjoy working and um we enjoy employing people you know that's yeah. that's that's the thing that gives me the biggest rush nice so so how do you stay focused when you're when you've got a new product you're launching and that's your role how do you keep from getting distracted with all the other opportunities um well, that's just it. If you have too many opportunities, you don't stay focused. And right. we, we've made that mistake, I'll tell you. Um, now we tell, as a family, my brothers and my sister, we say, look, we have a great product. Let's stay focused on it. Let's build a company. Let's build a brand. Um, let's kind of put blinders on yeah. a little bit to other things, unless something comes along that's just we, that we have to, to look at. But on this particular product, that's where we are today. Um, and we're going to focus on it. We're going to make it big and, uh, and because, because it works, you know, if it didn't work, we wouldn't be wasting our time, but, um, you know, online we'll sell, you know, you know, last month we sold X amount of thousands online, which means that people are using it and they want to use it again. Um, I know Hmm. a bartender in Las Vegas that, um, she buys a 750 a week. And because it comes in the seven seven hundred fifty okay. milliliters, and uh, she buys one of those every week, and um, she swears by it, and she she says I can't, I wouldn't be able to drink without. It. I'm thinking to myself, now you drink, you must be drinking every day. She says no, I just drink it. I do drink, but I just drink it, you know, during the week, and it, it became habit forming for okay. me for the right. vitamins. Okay, uh, so you someone as successful as you. And you do all these things. You've, you've obviously got some peaks and you've got some valleys, like anyone that does amazing things. When when you're in the valleys, what's your perspective? Because you've done some amazing things. And what's your, when you're in those valleys, what, what's your mindset and how do you get out of it? Well, I, I try to figure out how quick I can get over to Hoover Dam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you are pretty close, aren't you? Pretty close. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, you just got to stay even, really. You just, you just have to stay even. It's not – you can't wake up and, you know – just because you've sold, you know, hundred cases and celebrate, or just, or, or if you if you didn't sell hundred cases, you you know, you're in a bad mood. I I just learned that, you know, in business, if you have a good product, you have people that help and that are focused, that aren't out, you know, partying and doing crazy things, that um, that you're gonna you're gonna be successful. So you got to look at the long term. Right. So the ups and downs, I just look long term, and I've been through so many of them that um, it doesn't affect me anymore. Really doesn't. You've, you've you've learned over the years. Yeah, because of mistakes even, in the past. Stay yeah. even and have good people help you. Cool. Out. That's awesome. I got a few more questions for you. Some sure. of our, our group on Facebook had some questions. To define leadership from your perspective. What does that look like to you? Leadership is not being afraid. Um, leadership is is uh, giving good direction all the time. Um, leadership is making decisions. You have to make decisions, good or bad. Hmm. Um, Leadership is um, sometimes having to jump in there yourself and fix a problem quick. Um, leadership is bringing people up when they need to be up, um, slowing them down a little bit when they when they get too uh, too out there. I mean, we love positive people, but uh, you know if they become uh, over positive or over, you know, you have to put them in their place sometimes. So leadership is a lot of different things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a focus on making your, your product better and your people better. Yeah. You're very customer focused. You focus on taking care of your people. You've got a, ser- a cool servant leadership style. That's 
that we don't see all the time. I really like that. Another question, what action have you or, or direct reports taken recently that was transformative to your customers? Um, I think bringing out, in this particular instance, yeah. bringing out this, this boost. My brother Joe, actually, uh, my older brother Joe, about a year ago, we started working on this. Our, the original product was called Prevention. And okay. that, that that just sold, and then he came up with the idea, which was brilliant, of coming up with a second product that had caffeine because this had limited caffeine, and this was this is before you drink, and this is kind of after you drink. Okay. So the boost is something that um, helped you know transform our customers, helped give them another option, um, and it, it's worked brilliantly. That's cool. So. I see that. Tell us a little bit about the backstory. Well, it's, you know, it's a great story. Uh, uh, the uh, founder who we bought the company from, he's still our partner, excuse me, four years ago, his sister had lupus and was going through all these treatments. Um, a doctor came up with this holistic formula, which is, you know, ended up being never too hungover okay. and was giving it to her and it helped her through the process of, of healing her. So um, one day, Parrish Whitaker, who's my partner, He's from Dallas, um, decided that, you know, he wanted to go out and have a few drinks. Well, he had drank some of the formula that he was given his sister because he read the he read the, the ingredients and he said, well, that milk thistle probably sounds good for a hangover. And, you know, aloe vera probably sounds good. And that potassium sounds good. That vitamin B12 <laughs> sounds good. Let me try a drink of this and I'll go out and have fun. So he went out and had fun and... Uh, he woke up the next day, felt great. He said, maybe, let me try it on my friends. So then he tried it on a bunch of his friends, and then he, he came up with the concept. Um, the name changed a little bit when we, when we took over, and we, um, we changed the packaging. But that's the story. I mean, it started as just, you know, helping somebody that uh, never really drank and just, you know, so you don't have to drink. It's just all great vitamins, right. and, and it's sugar-free, and it's, uh, it's uh, gluten-free, so... Tell me about so some of your stuff. some of your marketing strategy. But what what's your what do you guys do on social media? Well, social media is always tough. I mean, you know, there's different things you you try and you try and you try. Um, we've done a lot of YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we do we can improve on social media. That's that's something in 2017. Even though we're selling a lot online, we're selling a lot online. I yeah. mean, it, it just incredible um we think that we can sell 10 times as much online so we're in the process of developing a really good social media and online sales Mm. for uh 2017 like everybody else is but um we're really going to be focused on it um what's what's worked best for you with this 2.5 million sold what's what's been the biggest driver you know a lot of it's sampling um a lot of it is being in the right area of the store the visibility so if you're in a, if you're in a convenience store you want to be on the counter you don't want to be hidden right so a lot of it's getting in the store and then positioned in the right place in the store right it's just like what we're going through a sam's club right now sometimes it works better closer to the front door sometimes it works better near the liquor store you know we try to be near liquor areas and liquor stores okay. um but positioning for this brand, positioning is the whole thing. Yeah. So once you get in the store, it's where you're located. Because a lot of it is impulsive buying. Right. You know, they haven't heard of it. 
So instead of spending tens of millions of dollars on marketing, it's getting it in the store, the right. dis- distribution, and finding the right location. And the right signage is very important. We were just talking about that today at yeah. Sam's Club, right. making sure we have the right signage and the right positioning. And uh, that's the, that's real important. And sampling, letting people try the product. And um, and that's part of what these road shows are about as yeah. well. You have yeah. samplings for that. Yeah. So, so you do you go to some of those too? I've been to every road show, so I've I've been. To, uh, That's really cool. So you're. Right, I, mean, I think I've been to. You're out grassroots hustling it. Gra- grassroots hustling. I've been That's cool. I like that a three lot. Three times to Dallas. Uh, I've been here. I've been to Las Vegas. So of the forty stores, I've probably hit twenty uh, twenty five of them myself. Yeah. And actually worked them. You know, the full day, four days. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't so you, work out during those days because I don't need to. It's, it's pretty, it's you pretty, are firsthand seeing what customers you are have thinking to do about it. Because you yeah. have to understand what they're – you have to listen to them. You, know, you have to listen to what they're saying, and you can't do it if you're not right there on the ground. So why are you doing it as opposed to just sending somebody out to do it? Um, well, you, you do both because I, 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 get, I get to listen to guys like uh, Adam that's in the field, and he'll, he'll give me ideas, and then he'll, I'll have a different perspective. So I'll yeah. go down there from a – ownership's perspective and you know have a different idea so that's why you have to be down there yeah i love that i mean so on that note how important is it for for owners to make sure that they don't become disconnected from their product or their customers well i can tell you you can become disconnected quickly yeah um and uh you just can't and it does and it and it's goes from a small business to a major corporation you know major ceo you have to be connected um if you're not you lose it because you're, you, you got to remember your customer is, you know, the customer isn't, isn't with you, you know, in your office, the customer yeah. is down on the floor right. and, um, they're the ones that are going to decide whether or not you're successful or you fail. Right. So yeah. and if you're not listening to them, it can go, go pretty quick. Yeah. So, and there's, you know, there's always competition, always competition, but we've never been afraid of it. We take it head on and, um, you know, we feel we beat them. So, and we do it by just cool. uh, sheer hard work and focus. Yeah. So, so what do you guys do to keep a relationship? Yeah, you 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 get them to buy the product, but are there things that you're doing to maintain and, and continue to grow that relationship? Well, we're trying to get emails as much as we can. Yeah. Um, um, that's why the online process is so important because mm-hmm. we can yeah. send them offers, and you know, it's it's kind of like. A, something I learned from the casino business and started it, you know, long time ago with a player's card where you can keep track of their points and you know where they live, you know what kind of machine they like, you know when they play, time of day, and then you can send them an offer and it helps build your 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 database. So this is the same thing, you know. Um, we want to get more into that as well, um, knowing you know, who our customers are, where they're yeah. from, what their demographics are, you know, where it sells, sells better. Um, and, uh, we understand it. We've made a lot of mistakes early on because it's, it's new, yeah. new, yeah. but we're figuring it out and, um, we're real excited about it. I think, uh, um, you know, this product we want to, you know, 10 years from now, we want it to be huge. You know, we want it to be all over the country, maybe even before then. So, um, but it works, so that's the main thing. It's a good product. That's great. What, what's your favorite? I mean, you're 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 doing the, the testing in the store. You're you're, you're very hands on with your brands, which is very cool. Uh, but 
what's your favorite part? What's the most fun and rewarding part for you? I know that you're doing big things. So <laughs> what, what do you, what do you enjoy? Did you actually like giving the samples? Like what's the, what's the simplest, most enjoyable right, part? That's for you? an easy question. Yeah. It's making the cell. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's an <laughs> okay. easy question. I mean, because sure. you, cause you start and you, you know, every person that walks by, you hit them up and it, you know, you, you kind of have to play. It's kind of like Tom Brady. You read the defense, yeah. kind of go out there and read. And as they approach you and, you know, what you say and how you say it depends on how they react. So it's like Tom Brady walking up to the line and looking at the different defenses and saying, well, I'm going to have to adjust my offense, the play, because I have a different defense. So it's kind of the same process. Yeah. You know, buyers are all different, but um, you, you can't get discouraged because you're really, with a product like this that's new and has people don't know about, most of them say no. Okay, so you can't get discouraged. You just got to do the volume game, and you know every new sale is a new sale. So forget about what happened, you know, a minute ago. This is a new sale. You approach it new. You never know if they're going to buy, and you never know who's going to buy. So you have to approach yeah. everybody. You know that's why I tell people, you know, it could be somebody that looks like they could never afford it, and that could be your biggest customer. Yeah. And I learned that in the hotel business. I learned that in the casino business. Um, you know, you never prejudge people. So if they walk up, you know, they might have a, they might look super sharp in a tie and they could be your worst customer. Yeah. Somebody else might walk up and be, be dressed differently and they might be your best customer. So you can't pre, predetermine your customer. Um, That's awesome. So, so you're having fun even with each person walking by. <laughs> yeah. Do they know, do they know it's, it's your product? Uh, I don't tell them. I don't tell them. Sometimes I do, but, you know, I, I usually don't. Um, just you know, I'm not. I, I just usually don't. Um, maybe I should more often. Um, I'd probably get maybe maybe I can get more sales. But you really want to know what they idea. think. You really want to know. Yeah, what they, yeah, like, yeah. Because because they you know they they'll you know sometimes it's good just to just to yeah, sell. Them, I like that. It's so cool. I, I love that approach. <laughs> it, it, so have you talked about thick skin? Have you always had thick skin that way? Yes. I've always had thick skin. My mother taught me that and my father taught me that, yeah. you know, before he died. I mean, he, um, and, uh, you know, you don't want to get abused, but it, it's, uh, um, sales is hard. I mean, sales, you got to have it in you. Yeah. Um, or, you know, some, some people, some people, it's not for, it's not for everybody. So there's different positions for the, for those people, but I've always, uh, cherished it. I've never been afraid of it. Um, and, I understand that if if you have a new business, particularly this, that nothing else matters really. I mean, there's other things that matter, but in reality, nothing else matters than sit than sales. Because if yeah. you're not selling your product, you're not going to be around. Right. So you have to have that mentality, and the people that work for you have to have that mentality. Yeah. So it's all about sales. When we go through um, a weekly call, you know, it's it's the top 20 accounts. Why aren't we selling more here? Why are we selling more here? You know, and it just, and then the prospects and it's what it's about yeah. because you ain't, you know, you can have a pretty bottle. You can have a pretty good looking guy, good looking girl selling it, but none of that matters unless they can sell. So, right. you know, it's about, so for your team, deal. I mean, you, you're, you're very specific in how you sell and it's all about how do, how do you choose? What are the qualifications that someone on your team has to have? Hmm. Cause you've got a, you've got a vision that's pretty specific. Yeah. And, you know, they have, they can't be shy. Cannot be shy. Um, they also can't be obnoxious, okay? They can't yeah. be, you know, um, they have to respect the customer, respect each person that comes up to them. Don't joke around, you know, just ask for the sale. 
engage with the person, get a feel for them. You know, like I said, read the defense, read, right. read, read them a little bit, yeah. and um, and then take your time with them. I, I don't have as much patience as I used to, so I'm more of a <laughs> you know quick sale. Uh, you know, um, there's people that work for me that are probably better salesmen than me because they have a little more patience and they can explain the product. And I, <laughs> I'm usually like, here, try it. Um, but uh, but that's that's just that's just me. But no. Um, um, you look for people that um, are well presented. Okay, um, personal hygiene is important, um, and um, they can speak, they can talk, and um, they, you know you, you don't want to overdo it with people, but um, you got to ask for the sale every time. Ask for the sale at least. You know, show them, show them, show them the case. So put it in their. So at least they 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 decide. You know. Yeah. But but don't. Let them go without at least asking for the sale or giving them a card to buy it online or, you know, because you never know, you know. Right. Maybe they go in their car and they said, you know, I, I didn't think I'd ever need this, but I know somebody that struggles with hangovers. He's, he needs it. Right. So it's just, you know, when you're in a, a store, you, you, you got to hit up everybody that walks by. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just got to you just got to ask them because yeah. you never know. That's so. awesome. I love it. Anything else you want to share? I want to plug your product again. And well, it's never too hungover. We're at uh, Sam's Club. Um, we have uh, you can buy it online, nevertoohungover.com. And um, we're in five states. It's a healthy alternative to, or not a healthy alternative. It's a healthy product that helps you. Um, um, when you're drinking and uh helps prevent a hangover and you know it's a new product um um when i talk about it becoming you know we're just kind of on the it's a it's a new category yeah so um there's been a lot of competitors a lot of them have fallen by the weight sites we're the leader we're the country's leader and um you know, we want to stay that way and just keep keep pushing it. What and, gives you that confidence? I mean, so many so many businesses or so many brands are so scared of the competition. I mean, petrified of the competition. Either they try to ignore it, or they try to emulate, it or they make bad decisions out of fear. Well, How do you stay ahead like you do? Well, you, you you don't get too caught up with them. You caught up in them. Um, I mean, there's so many. I ignore a lot of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I know the ones that are out there that have a little more. Pizzazz, you know, they're have a little, have a chance. Um, it's important to have capital. We have lots of capital behind this, so we're not going out of business. You know, we're not, this isn't, I mean, so that, which is real important, you know, we pay our bills on time. We pay our employees on time or early. Um, we're never late. And, um, so capital is very important. Um, and you know, good luck if they want to compete with us. Bring it on. <laughs> You're ready. You're ready. ready. Awesome. George Maloof, thank you thank so much. You much. Do you have an do you have an NBA team coming up on the horizon for your portfolio? Well, you know, we had uh, we <laughs> you know, that's a great business. Like you know, I mentioned we had the Sacramento Kings, yeah. which was a great experience for for 17 years or 18 years and uh um you know, at that time passed and um we have great great experiences with that. Um we're bringing a hockey team to Las Vegas cool. um, right now. My brother's yeah. uh, secured a hockey team 
for Las Vegas called the Golden Knights. That's an NHL team? Yeah, NHL team. That's so cool. So we're part okay. owner of that. That's and awesome. we're real excited okay. about that. The Golden Knights, our partner is um, Mr. Foley, Bill Foley. Yeah. And um, so we start playing next October. It's something new for Las Vegas. It's another new historic event that's going to happen in, in Las Vegas, and we're part of it. We're really excited about yeah. it. And, you know, life, you just uh, keep trying to do better things, right? Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. George Thank Maloof, you very thanks much. again for being our guest. I appreciate Thank you. you. Yes, it's a Thank great you. show. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Business Leadership Series, where we engage with leaders who are making an impact on their worlds and who want to share their knowledge and experience for your personal and professional growth. This interview was designed to inspire you to become the best leader you can be. 